welcome back to Vibing in Valentino. It is a solo episode this week, and before I get into it, I just want to remind you that you can purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. You can purchase my at-home workout equipment set. It's called the Goodie Bag. It looks super cute, but I promise you this shit will kick your ass. It's a super heavy booty band and a pair of core sliders. And I promise you I take it with me everywhere when I'm traveling, when I am working out at home, when I'm working out at the condo, when I'm working at the gym. Like it just goes everywhere with me if I'm working out. Or you can book a one hour consult call with me. We can talk about anything you want boy drama, friendship drama, nutrition, fitness tips, femininity and level up advice. We can talk about all of that and so much more in an hour. And you can book me and purchase the ebook and the goodie bag at my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into our conversation this week. Honestly, my mom, I don't think has the concept of like femininity in the sense that we know it um, since it became a thing on YouTube and, you know, on the podcast and all this where it's kind of like um, we need like tips and tricks or whatever on how to be more feminine. I feel like older generations like our moms, our aunties, our grandmas, that quality just came really naturally to them like my mom has always been such an example of class and glamour and beauty and grace to me and i didn't realize that she has actually passed down some very feminine traits very feminine habits to me as a kid from you know my early childhood years and i've noticed that these things as a result of, you know, being my mom's daughter um, has really set me apart from other other people, not necessarily in a better way, but it's just kind of like a different um, trait. And I think that it gives me in the feminine community a little bit of an edge just because a lot of these things just have grown up around it and have seen it in such close proximity to myself. So. Here are five things that mom has passed on to me. First of all, the walk. Guys, what the walk? So when I was a kid, my mom would make me um, walk in a straight line anywhere we go. It was a thing. She was like, your legs have to cross over each other with every single step. And I loved it. Like, you know, my little ass thought it was a game. Because I would just use, you know, tile lines or wood lines or whatever on the floor as like a guide and I would just walk on the line. But as I grew up, it turned into a thing in itself. And so the walk that my mom was kind of teaching me was the feminine walk, you know, with the hips and the posture, all of it. It turned into a habit and now it's just how I walk all the time. That's just like my gait now. And... It's something that I weirdly get commented on quite a bit, like when I walk through a crowd, when I walk into places, um, 
the guy that I'm like with or the guy, you know, the just men around me are just always like, you can really walk in heels. Um, it also helps you walk in heels a lot better too, this kind of walk. So if you need a visual example, I would say like, look at how Marilyn Monroe walks. Look at the scenes of like the 90s teen high school movies, like Mean Girls, where they, where they walk through the hallway. That's kind of the walk that I am like talking about. But it is the secret to kind of getting eyes on you whenever you enter a room. And the walk is key to making an entrance. You want to walk in a straight line. Your feet should go right in front of the other. Um, you want to let your hips swing and keep your eyes fixed to a point in front of you. Or, you know, if you're walking into a restaurant and you spot your friends, look at your friends and smile. Um, most importantly, you don't want to rush. If you're trying to scan the room, this is the perfect opportunity. Number two, don't be so loud. Speaking really fucking loud is the least feminine quality, but it's also very common. Um, I don't know how it became this thing where people kind of just talk over one another. Um, I think you see that a lot in very confrontational like reality TV shows and you know, whenever you go out, maybe like the music is really loud, so you feel like you have to yell at each other to get the point across. But there's also something else. Like, you know how there's some people whose voices are not calming? Um, like, you hear them speak in your vicinity and it just does something to you. Like, it has a very abrasive quality to it. Kind of, um, if you watch Friends, kind of like Janice from Friends with that voice, or to me, even like Kourtney Kardashian, um, just some kind of nasally voice is not my vibe. So you want to compare that to a voice like, again, I keep using Marilyn Monroe as an example, but I feel like whenever I think of femininity, I she is the first person that comes to mind. So if you compare you know janice from friends or courtney kardashian's voice to marilyn monroe or even like this is very weird but kylie jenner has a very very calming voice if you watch her videos or if you listen to her talk in like her ig stories or something um that pitch and tone and cadence of speech is a lot more feminine than um like like courtney kardashian's voice where it's kind of just like this and nasally and it's not it doesn't feel good to uh to listen to it for an extended period of time um but, but this is weird but this is kind of off topic maybe a little bit but um i've been reading something about the frequency in the music that we listen to so I think the music that we listen to is not the best frequency for healing and actually a more calming and healing frequency is 432 megahertz and if you go on YouTube and you find songs like they have a bunch of songs on there like modern songs I'm talking like Travis Scott, Roddy Rich, those kind of songs uh, that they've converted to 432 megahertz it actually does something to you like i actually feel very calm when i listen to it um you guys should try it out you guys should try it out um let me know if it works for you but that's just something else to do with like frequency and i guess pitch of the noise that you're consuming 
So with that being said, you want to lower your voice and you want to make it a little bit more, not breathy, but you want to make it more calming and a little bit more slowed down. You don't want to rush what you're saying and what you're speaking. Um, even mentally, if you know what I'm talking about, if you're trying to come up with something to say, you are not in your feminine energy. You kind of just want to... Being feminine and, and your feminine energy is all about just leaning back and chilling out. So rushing through anything, rushing through your walk, rushing through your speech um, is not in service of that. So you never want to be talking faster than your rate of breathing. You know how some people kind of say 101 things and then take a huge deep breath? That is not what we want to do. So you want to take pauses and also not yelling or speaking too loudly is key. If you're in a loud environment, keep the talking to a minimum until you get to a more quiet place or get closer to the person that you wish to speak to. Don't just yell across the room. First of all, it's just you're kind of putting your business out there. And also, it seems like you're doing too much to attract attention or it's just not prettiest moment where you're just like mouth open wide just yelling so sorry that's kuza sneezing i don't know if the mic picked up on that um but number three so number one the walk number two don't be so loud number three unless you're actually in the mood to go out and socialize and have fun don't do it so my mom is the queen of canceling plans just because she doesn't feel like socializing. And to me, this is a key component of self-care. Any kind of social interaction with people is an energy drain, no matter how much you love the person. And the rate of that energy drain depends on how much of an introvert or extrovert you are. But essentially, anytime you're interacting with other people, whether they are your family, your best friends, or complete strangers, you are giving them your energy. Now, if you're afraid to say no and cancel plans, even when you're not really feeling it, you're going to get to a point of where you're spreading yourself too thin and you're not actually going to be good company when you're out. I am guilty of doing this sometimes because I never want to be the flaky friend and you know I know that I'm a different person when I am willingly going out versus when I feel like I'm forced to go out so it's a completely different kind of Nicole like when I'm not forced to go out but going out out of guilt and my mom was just always so big on saying no just because she doesn't feel like doing something it doesn't feel good for her and that is kind of the essence of being feminine it's just kind of always doing what makes you feel good what feels good to you and avoiding anything that doesn't feel good to you so that is one of the key things that i've seen her do and i feel like i just innately I, i've been around people a lot that will make me feel guilty for saying no or canceling that you know over time i've kind of morphed into this person where it's like okay fine i'll fuck it i'll go out with you guys type of situation and i am gonna work on that <laughs> 
Number four, appearances matter. So looking a hot mess was not accepted in any way, shape, or form in this household. And I love being my mom's daughter. I was literally raised like a little doll. I grew up getting my hair and my nails done with her. I spent a lot of time watching my mom do her makeup, and I was always in her bathroom and closet playing dress up, like perfumes, dresses. I loved nude lipstick before, you know, it became a thing. Um, Never was into the red lip, but the nude lip was always my jam, even when I was like in first grade. And I understand that not everyone is going to have that kind of childhood and that kind of exposure at such a young age to, you know, be able to play dress up and just douse yourself in perfume. Um, or even not everybody has a female figure to expose them to these kind of things, but we can be the generation that continue to pass this on to our younger girls. So your nieces, your sisters, your cousins, if they grow up seeing women close to them take care of themselves, they will see it as something that is normal and something non-negotiable. There are women out there who see maintenance as something that is optional and a bonus and kind of like a treat. And those are the women who end up putting everything, you know, pertaining to themselves on the back burner. Not only is it their appearance, it can easily bleed into things like putting their health on the back burner for the sake of just trying to juggle it all and do everything, putting their own well-being on the back burner you know it it usually it's like the first sign where you're not prioritizing yourself and you're not putting yourself first to be your best self and therefore be the best version of yourself for the people that you love the first thing that will usually go is like your upkeep and your maintenance physically and it becomes almost like a physical manifestation of what's going on on the inside and so it's kind of shallow sometimes but sometimes it's true like when you look better you feel better and it goes hand in hand like when i'm sick sometimes i will put on my makeup because being sick and then also not like feeling cute makes things just so much worse you know so i was always very lucky to have my mom support me in all of my like mom i gotta go get my nails done i gotta go get my hair done setting an example for me for making that something that is so normal that it is just incorporated into the routine number five the very last one is absolutely no sloppy drunkenness i have violated this rule personally more times than i care to admit but Honestly, in all honesty, alcohol does nothing for your life, your femininity journey or not. So it ages you faster, it decreases your control over your emotions and behavior, and it also makes you a less productive human. In my 28 years, I have never seen my mom drunk ever. And she keeps her alcohol intake when I do see her drink to like the bare minimum. And I've been vocal to you guys about my drinking. I am still aware and making a conscious effort to reduce my drinking to this day. Um, 
I celebrate, you know, little milestones, like what might seem to other people as something completely normal, like going out and not drinking a drop of alcohol could be something completely normal for you guys. But that is such a big deal for me. Like I have always been that girl that will drink anytime, anywhere, any place. And it got pretty dark for a little bit. And my first step was telling everybody closest to me what I was trying to do. I was like, listen, I am trying to cut down on my alcohol intake and I just need everybody to respect it. Um, my parents and my brother completely like embraced it because um, I had like a really scary night and they were actually like a part of it. And so when I woke up and I was like, listen, I need to like not do this anymore. They were completely on board because they were just like completely scared from recent events. I told my friends and you know, my friends are, we're pretty social creatures. We're party girls and uh, they've all been very supportive. So just, just having people around you who respect you when you're trying to change or level up, not necessarily in the sense that like, you have to like be sober like me or try to be sober like me but when you're trying to better yourself is very very important um i'm not gonna lie there are a few days where i still feel like drinking like during a dinner date i mean most recently me and my date split a bottle of wine but then i celebrated the fact that i did not continue to drink when i got home which is something i usually would have done and i also no longer keep alcohol at the condo by my mom always showing me the level of control that she has over her drinking and just never being sloppy drunk it shows me that kind of example of self-awareness that you have over yourself and over what you're doing which is such an important part of self-development and bettering yourself to me, I am aware of my weakness, which is alcohol, and I'm working on, you know, bettering my life in spite of that and turning that into a character trait versus limiting it to a character flaw. And so the bigger picture, number five, is not necessarily me telling you you can never be drunk a day in your life ever from now on i am pretty sure i will be getting drunk you know at least one other day in you know the rest of my life but the thing is the bigger point to it is that there's a certain level of self-awareness of what you're doing and how you're treating yourself whether or not that's you're doing that with you know, self-respect and dignity, or whether you're kind of just carelessly just throwing everything to the wind, um, which is not the most feminine thing to do. You always want to approach everything with at least um, a certain amount of, of self-aware and discipline and control. And honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, the sober night, the sober nights that I have out are actually so much more fun because I get to thoroughly enjoy it. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, and I wake up the next day and I still feel fine. So yeah, tonight, the night I am, you know, I'm recording this during the day, but tonight I am going out again and I'm going to be sober again. And I've already told my girls, listen, I'm doing a cute 
little sober night. I just want to go out, get cute, shake my ass, and we're going to go home because we have work tomorrow morning. So, yeah. <laughs> it's actually not bad. You don't have to be drunk every single day, Nicole. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, you guys, so much for coming to hang out with me on this Friday. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure you drop a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps me out so, so much. Um, I'm not sure if Spotify has ratings now, but if they do, please drop me five stars on that as well and on Google Play. Have an amazing weekend, you guys, and I'll catch you next Friday on Piping and Valentino. Bye.